You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. My name is Matt Warren. I'm the editor-in-chief of buffalorumblings.com. We're back for our second episode, and we've got some brand new questions from you listeners to get to today. Thanks so much for listening to our debut episode. The numbers have been really good for it, and I look forward to continuing to answer questions on Buffalo Rumblings Q&A into the future. If you have a question for Buffalo Rumblings Q&A and me, Matt Warren, I want you to give us a call. Our phone number is 716 508 0405. You can also send us questions at rumblings Q and a with that word and spelled out on Twitter. We'll be answering a couple questions from Twitter today and we've got a couple voicemails for you to go through. It's Thanksgiving week. And so I do have one thing I wanted to talk about that all bills fans will kind of understand. And that's the playoff picture articles we've been writing on Buffalo rumblings.com. Every time I post one in the Bills, I know they're three and seven. People think that they're way out of it. I get it. But as we're looking at it in the, you know, in the hunt graphic on Thanksgiving, I wanted folks to know how close the Bills were to a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to make it into a playoff spot. But the fact that they're only two games out of that sixth and final playoff spot is meaningful for a lot of Bills fans. And I don't just mean because they're not looking forward to the draft. I mean, you can really still be in competition for the next couple of weeks. Now, if they get blown up by the Jaguars and then turn around and lay another egg the next week, it's pretty clear that they're going to be way out of the contention by then. But even if you've given up on the season, that doesn't mean everybody else has. And of course, there's still stuff to play for in 2018. So that's why we post those. And also because I really like Jim Mora GIFs. Thank you. My name is uh, Paul, and I am calling from Boston. And my question is, given that he's been largely a disappointment and he's a signee from the last management team, what are the advantages and disadvantages of keeping Charles Clay around? Or, and will they maybe start phasing him out and bringing, bringing in younger tight ends to really start developing a position that seems that has been lacking Question, Paul. Clay is in the fourth year of his five-year deal he signed in the 2015 offseason when he was entering the prime of his career. Coming away from the Miami Dolphins, the Bills had to give him a little bit of an inflated contract so that the Dolphins wouldn't match it, and they did need a tight end at the time. But with $4.5 million left on his base salary next year, I just don't see a way that the Bills are going to keep him around in 2019 when he's 30 years old. 
they would save four and a half million dollars by releasing him. And I think that's probably the path they're going to take as they overhaul this offense. Whether that means they sign somebody in free agency or go to the draft, I still think they're going to replace him. Jason Kroom and the rest of the tight ends on their roster haven't really shown anything to be super excited about. Logan Thomas is a free agent. So it's just, it's a very nebulous position, kind of like the rest of the offense in general. You look at his stats in his time as a Bill. He hasn't missed that, to be honest, with, with the way people talk about him as being all this injured and often injured. He hasn't really missed a whole ton of time. Um, he's received a ton of targets, uh, 77, 87, and 74 in his first three years with the Bills. And he's had right around 50 catches each season for 500 yards. So it's not like he's been a complete disappointment. And he's been leading the team in receptions too. But the Bills can definitely get younger. They can get more reliable and dynamic at that position and have somebody that can grow with Josh Allen instead of Clay, who does deal with injuries a lot, even if he doesn't miss games, and who can be available for Josh Allen in practice every day if he grows into, hopefully, the franchise quarterback. So yeah, I think they're definitely going to get younger and move on. If you look at the free agent market, there's not a ton of guys that would come in and be able to be game changers, especially if you're looking for somebody that can grow in the long term with Allen. Jared Cook is 32. He's got a fair number of catches this year and is over 500 yards receiving already in just 10 games. But he's 32. Uh, you look a little bit further down the list and and guys that are, say, over 400 yards receiving this year in 2018 are, are not very prevalent. You've got uh, C.J. Uzuma from the Bengals, uh, Jeff Hoyerman from the Broncos, and Jeff Swaim from the Cowboys are all going to be unrestricted free agents. And they're all in that 25 to 26 year old range, kind of entering the prime of their careers, but nobody really game changing in that group. Uh, you've got Jesse James from the the Steelers who's averaging 15 yards per reception. Uh, so like, I mean, there's names, but I don't think any of them is kind of your slam dunk top flight NFL tight end free agent that, the Bills might be looking to throw a whole ton of money at. If they do look toward the 2019 NFL draft, there's a couple tight ends that are getting first round attention. Albert Okuebenam. Albert O from Missouri is uh, projected right into the middle of the first round, while Iowa's Noah Fant is toward the end of that first round pool. Obviously, they could both move up and down during the pre-draft process. After that, it falls off, uh, and you're looking at a Caden Smith from Stanford or Irv Smith from Alabama or a couple other guys, but they're all different types of prospects, and we'll get into those guys as we move into draft season at Buffalo Rumblings. Yeah, my name is uh, Dave. I'm calling from the state of Virginia. And I'm just curious, do we still have that punter Bjorquez, or do we re-sign Schmidt and let Bjorquez go? That was my only question. Thanks. Hi, Dave, and thanks for the call. Yeah, the Bills do still have Corey Bjorquez on their roster, but he's on injured reserve with his shoulder injury that he suffered when he made that ill-fated 
pass earlier in the year on what he thought was a fake field goal, but nobody else did. Um, they actually have another punter on injured reserve as well, Corey Carter, who tore his ACL in the preseason when he came down and his plant foot was or his plant leg was hit by a rushing defender. So they have three punters on their roster right now, including Colton Schmidt. At some point this offseason, they're going to have to choose who they want to move forward with. Looking at their 2019 uh, roster, uh, Schmidt only signed a one-year deal. So for right now, he's not going to be back in training camp. But uh, Carter and Bajorquez are both under contract for 2019. Depending on Carter's recovery from his torn ACL, uh, we should see them both uh, right around uh, you know minicamp, training camp, things like that. And uh, they'll probably re-sign or sign somebody until Carter is healthy and then go in a different direction once Carter is cleared to return. And then we'll have a full-on punter competition in Buffalo, just what the fans are begging for. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, but we'll be right back. Our next question comes from Twitter, where you can find us at Rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle of that. Rumblings Q and A. And it's from Taylor, who asks, if the second half of our schedule was the first half, would we be talking rebuild or back-to-back playoff appearances? I think most folks have been talking about a rebuild since Sean McDermott took over, and especially since Brandon Bean got here and started clearing cap space. But I understand the question. The second half of the Bills' schedule is the easiest in the NFL. The first half is one of the hardest. So that makes a lot of sense. If you look at the remaining teams on the Bills' roster right now, I think of the last seven, only one has a winning record, which is the New England Patriots, who we'll see in Week 16 or something like that. Uh, you got the Jaguars, who are you know, tanking the Jets, who are doing horribly and probably going to lose their coach. You see them twice. You see the Dolphins who are at five and five. So there's just not a lot of good teams remaining on the Bills' schedule. It's it's why the Bills should still be considered in the playoff hunt, like we talked about at the top of the show. But I think we would still probably be talking about back-to-back playoff appearances and then kind of a collapse at the end of the year, which might even be worse for Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. So they should probably consider themselves lucky that the schedule kind of settled the way it did with the really tough stretch of the schedule early on in the year when Bills fans at least understand that that this team is rebuilding, especially with a rookie quarterback and a rookie offensive coordinator and a complete overhaul of the offensive line. So you can at least point to like that rebuild as part of the process in the beginning of the season. Um, and I just used process really unironically. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I wasn't trying to to quote Sean McDermott there, but I do think you're going to see some signs of life down the stretch as the Bills, who really do have a lot to play for, even if they're eliminated from the playoffs or have that really far outside chance of making the playoffs, they have a lot to play for for 2019. And I think you're going to see some signs of life from them against some teams that are really struggling down the stretch. Thanks for the question, Taylor. And you can follow me at Matt Rich Warren on Twitter too. 
in addition to our show account. Let's take another question from Twitter today. Matt Meyer asks, is Matt Barkley on our roster as a backup next year? Probably. Uh, I'll say that the Bills should be motivated to keep him around, not just because of his performance uh, in his first start as a member of the Bills on just six practices, but you know they need kind of that veteran presence that they didn't have once they traded A.J. McCarron. And Barkley, admittedly, uh, is kind of into that backup mode of his career. Uh, he you know, just he understands the situation and I think he'd be a good guy to have around. He's been with so many teams and the other quarterbacks that, you know, he would be ready to come in if he needed to be and could also provide kind of, kind of some of that guidance for, for Josh Allen. Matt also asks, uh, is Derek Anderson our QB's coach next year? I find that highly unlikely uh, considering he's never done that at any level before. Uh, most guys that, come on to be a quarterback's coach, go through the process of being something like an offensive quality control coach or an assistant coach somewhere a little bit further down the line. And and David Culley doesn't have any experience as a quarterback's coach really in the last 30 years, but Sean McDermott hired him to do that job. So you would think that he seems pretty comfortable in that role, especially because he survived the transition from Rick Dennison to, to Brian Dable. So I think the most likely path for Derek Anderson is to to re-retire. Um, if he wants to coach, the Bills certainly could have a spot for him, and and it would be a nice addition to their kind of uh, sphere of influence around Allen as he goes into his first full season as the Bills starter. But I don't think it'll be his quarterback's coach. Thanks again, Matt, for the question. Uh, and that was delivered to us on Twitter at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spout. Hey Matt, this is Anthony calling from Albany, New York. Uh, my question for you on this week's podcast: Do you think that Lorenzo Alexander and Kyle Williams are going to come back for the 2019 season? Would love to get your thoughts. Thanks. Thanks for the question, Anthony. And before I answer his question, I wanted to let you know that Anthony is the host of one of our podcasts here at Buffalo Rumblings. It's called the Believe Podcast, B-I-L-L-I-E-V-E. And you can find it on iTunes and, and Stitcher, and, and it's hosted on SoundCloud, so you can download it for free there, um, and all of your podcast apps and things like that. But he and John Boccasino do a great job twice a week uh, during the season, breaking down what just happened in the game and uh, what's going to happen in the upcoming game. So make sure you follow Believe Um on your uh, podcast app. Uh, Anthony asked about Lorenzo Alexander and Kyle Williams. And it's interesting to note because of their advanced age, they're both 35 years old. Um, just how many snaps the two of them have played this year. Well, Kyle Williams has played 456 snaps combined between defense and special teams. And Lorenzo Alexander has played 450 two snaps. So, I mean, remarkably similar uh, numbers. They're a little bit different in terms of how much they play on defense versus special teams with Kyle Williams playing almost 64% of the snaps on special on, uh, excuse me, defense this year. But, um, 
You know, they're both valuable members to the team for sure. And Alexander's been playing defensive tackle reps and linebacker reps in addition to all the stuff he does on special teams. And of course, Williams and Alexander are both big leaders in the locker room. So I think both would be welcomed back with both with open arms by the Buffalo Bills. Um, it just comes down to whether they want to keep playing. And of course, the financial piece of it, both are going to be free agents at the end of the year. And while Williams was re-signed on a one-year contract for this current season, it took him a while to kind of make up his mind after the Bills made the playoffs for the first time. Alexander is a little bit different because he received a contract extension a few years ago. And uh, it's unclear whether he's going to want that kind of one-year kind of low deal based on his production and the number of snaps he's played over the last few years. But any team that brings him in is going to want to hedge a little bit against his age. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if both of them were back on on one-year deals that were helpful to the Bills' bottom line and helped keep some stability at their positions and, and on the defense. But Williams has lost a little bit of a step. Um, I, I don't know if Lorenzo Alexander has necessarily, but Williams definitely has. I mean, coming down from where he was, he's still a very good player and could be a very important part of the the team going forward. But even if his snaps say flip flop with uh, Harrison Phillips, and Phillips goes from forty percent to sixty percent, and Williams goes down to that forty percent, I think he could still be a valuable member of the team. And so. Uh, it's really going to be up to how they feel at the end of the year. I would imagine that Williams is going to retire and this is his last season. And I'd also imagine that Alexander will want to play, but whether they'll be able to come to terms on another year of a contract is, uh, is kind of up in the air. So thanks for the question, Anthony. And uh, again, you can follow Anthony at Anth Marino and TH Marino on Twitter and uh, follow his podcast. Uh, go download it. It's called Believe. That's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. You can follow us on Twitter at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out. Leave us a question there. We'll include at least one of them next week in our weekly Q&A mailbag. Please call in, leave us a voicemail at 716. 716- Five zero eight zero four zero five. Let us know what your questions are. Uh, it can be about the off season. It can be about playoff chances, the NFL draft, guys that are on the team, guys that aren't on the team. Uh, we're looking at all aspects of the Buffalo Bills on this podcast. So call and leave us a message. Again, the number is seven one six five zero eight zero four zero five. We post weekly on Wednesdays, so subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings channel on whatever podcast app you're using and uh, download us every week. Thanks. This is Matt Warren, Editor-in-Chief at BuffaloRumblings.com. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.